Player 2, this is Player 1. Plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2. Plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. And thank you for tuning in. This is episode 104 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, Minions. So, Tim, this week has been action-packed, and I'm exhausted and ready for a nap, so over to you. All right. Um, while you take your nap, I'll let the listeners know some of the things I've been up to. I've been watching a lot of TV, actually, um, probably more than playing games. Um, you lazy, fat American. Yep. I watched some Rick and Morty, um, and also some Preacher. Preacher actually finished this uh, week. And it was pretty cool. Was he a black preacher? Nope. Mm, he was a white preacher. Um, That's racist. He happens to be white. It doesn't matter. You are what you are. But um, they had this climatic, this, this climatic episode where he basically summons God into the middle of a church service. Oh, what the hell? It does not go well. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't want to does he have the Does he have like the demonic people in there? Um... I only watched a few episodes. It's not so much demonic as... Well, I guess I'll kind of spoil it. Let's just say... Like the vampire dude? Well, the vampire dude is definitely involved. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but... Let's just say the show will be moving on. And in a significantly different direction in next season. Oh, um, be, fuck. Be, I guess I might need to watch it now. Because things definitely change. Hmm. In a big way. And I watched like half the first season. Do, so, did you ever wonder, I'll just say this, did you ever wonder about the name of the big company in town? I didn't know there's a big company in town. Maybe you haven't got very far. There's a there's a big executive guy who's kind of his adversary and is against him the whole season. Hmm. Um, guy no. With, guy with glasses all by himself in an office. Doesn't ring a bell. You know what? I think that might... Are those like the two dudes who came in nope. the town randomly? Well, they might have talked to him, but those two dudes are not associated with him. Okay, then so, no. The town that the preacher's church is in has a giant corporation. Corporation, and this guy runs it. And what you might miss in the first part is that it's. Um, I did because like he like randomly came to church one day, right? Yep. And then he be, started giving like huge amounts of money to the church and like helping and being nice or something, right? For a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the name I can't remember the exact name of the company, but it's like Meat and Power. Something like that, yeah. Uh, let's just say that becomes very important in the final episode. The the power part. I mean. Like, okay. You don't think of like a butchery having something to do with power, but it does. I mean they got power over the hog. No, we're talking like power, like power company. Oh, okay. And how do those two things? Come? They, d- they don't. They do, in a very funny way. All of your electricity is running off of pig's blood. Apparently, you're getting warm, but I, like I don't say anymore. But the the ending was epic and kind of funny and. Um, yeah, I, I read the comic. I don't remember that part. I don't know if I didn't get far enough into it, or, huh. but it was pretty funny. It was pretty epic. Um, okay. So, I hope you can get through the rest of the season, because it, it... I mean, it, they're recorded. It pays off a lot of weird stuff that you don't understand in the last episode. Okay. Um, all right, I'll make it through the first season, hopefully. The other thing I watched was, of all things, a documentary from Square Enix, the video game company. Uh-huh. They made a half-hour documentary about augmenting humans, um, like cybernetic implants, huh. prosthetic limbs. Um, there's a guy with an antenna built into his head that can hear sounds. The fuck? It's pretty pretty weird. Um, it's only half-hour. It's pretty interesting, to me anyway. Um, what if you ran to him and like, did dog whistle if he'd, like his head would explode? He actually does <laughs> concerts where he looks at people's face and plays the sound of their face. He's a very weird guy. Very weird. But he's trying to push the envelope of what it means to be human. Anyway, the... Um, the, the uh, I just want a USB 3.0 port on and tip my finger. Could happen. Talk to this crazy French guy. He probably knows the right doctor. Okay. 
Um, Human by Design is the name of the documentary. It's free on Amazon uh, video for everyone. Apparently only HD if you're an Amazon Prime member like me. Jack-offs. But at least you can watch it. Um, and like I said, it's presented by Square Enix, kind of an association with the new Deus Ex game. Um, and there's actually some footage of the game in the in the documentary. So oh, that's cool. cool. Of course, the other big thing I did this week was Adventure Time Tuesday. Adventure Time, come on, grab your friends. We're going to very distant lands. With Jake the dog and Finn the human, the fun will never end. It's Adventure Time. Adventure Time, come on, grab your friends. We're going to very distant lands. With Jake the dog and Finn the human, the fun will never end. It's Adventure Time. Adventure time. This week, um, my daughter's at camp, and so it's just me. Again? Yes, the third time. Holy shit! And next year, she doesn't get me to camp, so put my foot down. But me and the boy had a good time. We went to uh, Sloppy Cakes in Portland. Don't know what the hell that is. So, super, super busy, first of all. Like, I've gone... On Saturday mornings at 9 a.m., I've gone middle of the week like today, like mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. Tuesday, Tuesday at 10 a.m. How I mean, there was a 30 minute wait, and it's not a small place; it's a pretty big place. Hashtag welcome to unemployment. Um, no, they're they they're gonna be very well employed. Everybody that works there, so basically. No, no, no. I meant everybody else that was there besides you. Oh yeah. Well, there was some moms with kids, so. Okay. That's basically what I was. It was a dad with a kid. Um, I was going to say, wow, episode 104, Tim comes out. <laughs> As a dad? Yes. We kind of got there off that track for, there for a second. Like, you know, there's moms with kids. That's kind of what I was. Dads with kids. Yeah. I, I'm very mental. Um, so, you get a table, and in the middle of your table is a griddle. And you order different types of pancake batter. Okay. Like, um, they have normal buttermilk. They have chocolate. They have okay. peanut butter. That's kind of cool. I like peanut um, butter. There's like one other one I can't remember. Maple. But you get like these little squeeze bottles, and you squeeze them on the griddle, and you make whatever shape you want. You mix it up. You get toppings too, so you order toppings like chocolate chips. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, apple, strawberries, um, all sorts of crazy stuff. Huh. Blueberries, of course. Yes, you know, of course. Bacon. Um, bacon. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter and bacon is not bad. That's not bad at all. So you basically make your own pancakes, and it's pretty epic. Okay. And they give you like a f- spatula to yep. flip them, or you they get a, come you get a spatula. They just turn you loose. They give you the toppings and the and the batter and say, "Here you go." Really? You can order the you know like drinks like mimosas or bloody marys. You can order a side of eggs if you want bacon. But right on. The main event is the pancakes and making the pancakes. Huh. And so my son and I had a really good time. Um, he ate four big pancakes, which is a lot for a little guy like him. No joke. Um, I tried to make some video game themed pancakes with varying success. My Triforce pancake did not work out so well. Okay. My Pokeball wasn't terrible. No, that wasn't bad. That was pretty good, actually. Um, but I didn't really... I kind of ran out of ideas. I don't know if you remember way, way back, we had that robotic uh, pancake printer. Mm-hmm. That would be really fun. At That'd a be super cool. Um, so I tried. I would I would mix the two batters, the buttermilk and the chocolate, to try and get some cool designs. But Okay. Um, the Pokeball is probably the best thing I... That was pretty cool looking. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, huh. We were so full after that. How much did that cost? Um, for the two of us, um, no drinks, first of all, so if you order alcohol, it's going to weigh, put it up. It was 27 bucks, and that was two things of syrup, and I think four or five toppings, and, and two as, eggs, and two bacon. And as much batter as you can use? No. So two, like six or eight ounce tubes of batter. Okay. Which makes about four big pancakes each. Okay. But we left basically one pancake's worth behind. We were both too full. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, scale That's not bad. scale accordingly. If you go with four people, yeah, obviously be more. But um, and drinks will make it way more expensive too. But if you go to Slappy Cakes in Portland, just expect to wait. Okay. The cool thing is, is that we checked in and they get, I gave them their phone number and they texted me when it was time to come back. So we just wandered up the street and looked at shops. Um, there's actually a really cool movie store. Um, about a block up called Movie Madness. Huh. And they are one of the few, first of all, video rental places you can still go to. Nah, but, they have blockbusters still in Alaska. Okay, but you can drive to Alaska if you want. But around here, around here, they're one of the few video rental places. 
But what's even cooler is they have a very um, big collection of movie props. Really? Like dresses for movies, um, prop weapons, what ready like uh, like just Portland made movies or no, like... like movies you'd recognize a bit huh. o- a bit older but movies you would recognize. That's cool. It's a very cool place to browse while you're waiting for your table to be ready at Slappy Cakes. It's pretty cool. That worked out well. Um, so then after that, ten blocks away is a Wonderland, and if you're not in the Portland area, you don't know what that is. It's I'm basically... in Portland. I don't know what the hell that is. You haven't heard of Wonderland? No. What the hell is wrong with you? A lot. What did you do in your childhood? Well, I mean, I stayed home. My mom was blind, so we didn't drive around very much. All right. I accept your excuse. <laughs> um, so Wonderland, you, sword and <laughs> Wonderland, you pay an admission price up at the counter, and then all the games run on nickels. What? So sometimes the games will be four nickels, so oh. it's not quite as cool, but that's still, not, that's, cool. that's still 20 cents versus 75 cents, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, since arcade games aren't really coming out, as regular anymore. A lot of them are older. That's cool. And also, a lot of the games are more geared toward my son, who likes those, quote, I'm doing air quotes right now, games of skill, mm-hmm. where you win tickets, because um, he's all about the tickets. Oh, so, about those tickets, about those tickets. So I played a little bit, but mostly I was following him and trying to help him win tickets. So, what did you get with all the tickets? Well, first of all, we got, hey, 830 tickets. with like, Damn. With like $11. That's so not bad. It's not too bad. But what do you get for that? So he he got um, this toy helicopter that you pull the string and it flies up. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was a pretty decent looking one, and he got a whoopee cushion. Oh, your house <laughs> is in so much freaking trouble well, now. So he was so cute. Like every time we would stop, he would sneak it and put it in the front seat, and I'd pretend not to notice. And I, was, <laughs> and I would sit on it. And he would laugh and laugh like he thought, like seriously, he was tricking me. Yeah. And I just let him think that. Oh my god. But then he was just you know pushing it up on the back like. Because uh, from Portland to my house is a good 20, 30 minute drive. Yeah. So I heard that thing go off and off. Finally, at dinner tonight, he sat on it too hard and popped it. But Really? Oh, yeah. Those things pop pretty easy if you if you uh-huh. sit on them hard. But he had so much fun with it. Good. Yep. And then lastly, we stopped um, at a GameStop just to check stuff out. Um, Song of the Deep is still 15 bucks if you care. Huh. And Baskin Robbins, where he could not finish an ice cream. This was three hours later after the pancakes. He because was he was so full? So full of pancakes. But he was very happy. He told my wife all about it at dinner. He was super excited. That's epic. So it was a good Adventure Time Tuesday. And, yeah. What have you been up to? So, um... I'm worried I might be a serial killer. I'm just saying. So, you got to explain that statement. Okay, And then so, we're going to delete this later, right? No. Okay. So, this is going on record. Well, wait, never mind, let's take this off. So I've been listening to a show called Sword and Scale. Right. So you've listened to it before. I've listened to it, but not not every episode, and definitely not three or four times like you have. So, like, I just finished, like, my fourth playthrough of it, and, like, This is I'm, a podcast that says, um, the worst monsters are real, right? Isn't that their yeah. catchline? And it's all about horrible people and how they... Have mutilated or murdered people. Torture people, yeah. Yeah. Real In true life stories. And like interviews with the people that have done it. So if like, you think that people are like basically good. You should go listen to Sword and Scale. This will change your mind. Yep, it's available on iTunes right alongside Plug and Play Podcast. So we got Q to listen to it mm-hmm. for an episode and a half and he skipped. The reason why I say episode and a half is because he like said he didn't listen to fully through both episodes. Right. So I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of doubt. It was an episode and a half. So 70 is the one he listened to, all of it, right? I think he listened to 70, yes. Well, I don't think he listened to all of it. He quit when they started, like, torturing the Japanese girl. It's a good place to quit. No. I mean, he didn't even get to the part where they shoved the light bulb up in her and smashed it. How could you miss that? I know. So, the thing I'm getting at is, like, I can listen to this and, like, I'm desensitized from it now. Like, kind of scary. So, did it shock you initially? The, no. The first two playthroughs? No. So, I think, like, the first, like, half of them, like, the first, like, 30, like, the very first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is, this is fucked up. And, like, I can still, like, realize that it's fucked up, but I'm like, ah, oh, I can listen to this. This is enjoyable. Like, I can, I can go sleep to this. Maybe it's just that you don't have any feelings. Maybe you're just a sociopath. Could be it. I like sociopath better than serial killer. It's true. It's a good. Because I don't want to get that three AM call, Tim. <laughs> I need to hide a body. <laughs> Tim, you got battery. <laughs> I have a graveyard for you and my cat. All the kills you guys make. 
Hashtag don't, don't be killers. a serial killer. They always get caught. Hashtag sword and scale. So, um... I also got a letter from your daughter this week. Yep. Did you see it? Yes. You did see it. Okay, so, if you can't see it, which is everybody listening to this, I wrote a letter, or made a postcard to Tim's daughter when she went to one camp. Yep. And I made jokes about bears chasing me, and I can't remember what else I said in it. But, she made me this epic comic to thank me for writing her a card, and it has these bears that jump out, and then I run... And I run past the turtle, and then it says, rest in peace, Zach. <laughs> it's pretty freaking cool. So. Well, that's the end of your, your uh, serial killer. Yep. The bears killed me. Yep. So, I wanted to give that a shout out to Tim's daughter, and thank her for that, because I know she listens for some strange reason. She keeps coming back. I'm not just going to hear about that poor girl in the light bulb. Thanks. <laughs> Oops. It's so, rewind really quick. Fast forward a minute. I've already told my daughter to never listen to Sword and Scale. I really think people just need to listen to Sword and Scale. People that think that people are in- inherently good need to listen to it. I think everybody should, like, it should be, like, part of, like, first grade. You just need to listen to Sword and Scale. How are you married to a teacher and think that? I don't know. Um, speaking of being married, being married also brings babies... Sometimes. Some well, unless I mean it's two boys. And well, I mean, well, I happen to be working with someone who's not married, and is expecting twins. Oh shit! So now That's every time, nightmare. now every time I see her, I say, "Hey, how are the three of you?" That <laughs> <laughs> just shakes her out of me. You know, people who are pregnant with twins yeah. are at a higher risk of being mutilated by a serial killer. I'm not going to ever tell her that because her boyfriend will kill me. Just saying. There's like episode like 40 something is like of a pregnant woman who a lady like kidnaps her and cuts a baby out of her. (sighs) (laughs) Episode 104. The last episode everyone wants to tune in. They're afraid they're going to hear about sword and scale. (laughs) So anyways, um, I spent the rest of this weekend preparing our other room because my wife and I are going to have a baby, which Tim already knew about, but you guys didn't. So, congratulations. Thank you. Second, you need to now install, like, bars in the windows and giant locks because she's going to be terrified of serial killers or he, whatever gender the baby is. I was, this was going to bring up the next point. Okay. I'm worried that, like, if I listen to certain scale with an infant, is that going to make them be a killer? Maybe. Man, we're fucked, Tim. You know what, what young killers usually kill first? Aunts and uncles? No. <laughs> if you're warm. Not me. No. Psycho kids usually kill their parents. Uh-huh. You don't want a psycho kid, do you? Not really. You need to start listening to Dr. Seuss podcasts, or I don't know. I wonder if they have like a anti-social. Yeah, I guess Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Podcast. Happy Affirmations, the podcast. Uh-huh. Tickle me out. If you have suggestions for happy, positive podcasts... I have started listening to Freakonomics. That's pretty, like, upbeat. Uh, compared to Sword and Scale, yes, but... Alright, moving on anyways, guys. So that's what I've been up to this week. I spent all freaking weekend painting the baby's room. Maybe that, maybe that's actually your problem. Maybe it's not the Sword and Scale that's making you, like, so jaded. Maybe it's the paint fumes. There was a lot of it. It was like a gallon and a half of paint fumes. It's a small room. I mean, it really is bad when you stick your face in it and inhale. It's really rough on your nostrils. Don't be like Zach, kids. Don't have paint and listen to Sword and Scale. It'll end up badly. Do it. So, when you're not, Do you know, doing horrible it. things to your mind, have you been playing any games? Yeah, actually. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear so, that. I actually whipped out the old PS3 this week. Oh, nice. And played some Skate 2 with the wife. Wow, that's so, cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. See, that's the kind of thing you need to do, like, around your kid, is, is happy, like, gaming time. Well, they have this thing in Skate 2 called Hall of Meat. What? Yeah, so basically they set you up this. with, like, a crazy drop or, like, a ramp or something that's going to make you go flying where you normally do, like, epic tricks. Uh-huh. But you, there's a kick button, and it kicks your skateboard away. And the more you ragdoll yourself, the more points you get, the more bones you break, the more points you get. And for some reason, I'm really good at making my guy glitch. 
So okay. like he'll hit the ground, stop moving, and then his you can like control his limbs. To so just twitching. Yeah, he just twitches the whole entire time, and his points keep racking up. <laughs> so we played a lot of Hollow Meat because my wife's really good at that because she kind of sucks at landing the tricks sometimes. But uh, we did that for a little while. Um, I played some more Pokemon Go Go. Nice. And uh, I caught some epic Pokemon in the middle of the road. That sounds while sick. I was driving. And a friend of mine was parking lot. That's slightly better. Yeah. So, like, I was down off of Lombard Street in downtown Portland. There's a friend of mine who was going to get more paint. Randomly turned on Pokemon Go, and all of a sudden, a uh, Growlithe popped out. So, like, I slammed on the brakes in the Fred Meyer parking lot, caught the Growlithe, and then, uh, then uh, the Fire po- Ponyetta? Hmm. The Fire Pony? I don't that one. Jumped out, and then the Egg Pokemon jumped out, ex- Executioner. Or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I don't think it's Executioner. <laughs> Hashtag Zorn <certain> Scale. <laughs> so Executioner jumped out. Zach has his own special version of Pokemon. Exactly. Game. It's a certain Scale version. And um, I can't remember what else popped out. Bulbasaur. Okay. And a Squirtle. Pretty epic. Wow. And, uh, That's a good parking lot. Yeah, right? So I just kind of sat there. and People were kind of honking around me until I was done catching Pokemon. But I wasn't moving, so hmm. we did that. I did that, and then also I uh, we did you buy the humble bundle? I did, but not that tier because I don't want that game that you played. Okay, so I bought the top level of the previous the humble next, bundle. I bought the nine. You bought the mafia two version. Yep. Okay, so I bought the humble bundle. I can't remember what it all came with. Came with. I really wanted mafia two. I paid fifteen dollars. Um, the main game I wanted was mafia two, even though I have it on now. I, now I literally own it on every single platform. That's funny. Um. And then there was another game I really wanted. What was the other game I really wanted, Tim? Oh, NBA 2K16 to give away. Um, you wanted um, the pre-sequel, Borderlands pre-sequel. That's right. So it turns out I already had it somehow. Oh, really? Yeah. Strange. So that was the only thing I would have bought the $15 level, but I looked at my Steam library and I already had it. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it came with Battleborn, or as I like to call it, Battleboard. I think it's boring, huh? Yeah. I mm. played like the... The prologue, you have to play a prologue before you can get in online. Okay. And it took me like 40 minutes. That's a long prologue. And it got really boring, so I just paused it a lot. So then it took like an hour and a half. <laughs> like, it's, it's always a bad sign when you just want to get away from the game. Yeah. But I will tell say that like the cinematics in it and like the storytelling that they like do in the beginning is A, really fucking long, annoyingly long. Okay. Beautifully done. Okay. It looked really cool. It reminded me of, like, a Tales from Borderlands, or, like, Fable. Okay. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but Battleboard, not Battleborn. So, that's what I've been playing. What about you, Tim? Like I said, I've been watching more stuff than playing. Um, I did get a copy of the alpha build of We Happy Few um, for review. And I don't think I'll be reviewing it very favorably. Um, it's pretty depressing, I've heard. Well, it's also kind of two different games right now um the very first part starts out i like the first part i want the game to be more like the first part where you're like deep and depressed and shit no actually you're popping these pills called joy so you're happy as shit oh okay um you are um you're a stoner kind of yeah everybody wears like these weird kind of mime looking white masks and they're all smiling unnaturally fucking creepy it's very creepy um and you're like in this alternate 60s where the germans won but um you're in this town so hitler's around kind of i think you did something you're in england and i think you did something to get them off your back but it's something shameful and something so awful that you are popping the joy to make yourself forget what awful thing you did okay um i'm sure that'll be revealed but it's a it's a really cool aesthetic like everyone is sort of like just creepily happy and they've got those fake faces like i said because they're popping the joy and you start out as um this guy at a desk and it's sort of like stanley parable that way but you're at a guy at a desk and you're reading old news stories and deciding which ones to censor to make it like happy um, hmm. um happy past or whatever and then you get up from your desk, and you they're, they're having a party in the next office. This is spoilers for, like, the last, the first ten minutes of the game. Okay. And they're like, hey, we're smashing this piano. And the thing is, you chose not to take your last dose of joy. So you start see, seeing the real world. So they're smashing this piano, and they hand you the broom handle, or whatever the hell it is. And you smash the piñata, 
and the candy comes flying out, and they start, like, grabbing the candy with handfuls and eating it. But then you see it's not a pinata at all. It's a giant rat. Oh. Yeah. So I would totally play that game. But the thing is, is, like, they figure out that you haven't been taking your joy, and they turn on you, and you fall down the stairwell. You wake up in this... It seems like a bit of time is skipped or something. And the game does say in the very beginning, it's alpha, the story's not finished yet, blah, blah, blah. But you wake up in this shelter, and you go out, and it looks nothing like the design of the first level, where it's all, like, smooth and very aesthetic, like, 60s, 70s, like, art deco, I don't even know what to call it, but it looks cool. It just looks like a bombed-out village, like a, um, everything's all crumbled and decayed and broken, and you can go up and talk to people, but they basically just tell you in so many different ways to fuck off. There's no actual conversation. Really? Yeah, everyone looks like, like hates you. Um, they don't the attack hell? you directly unless you um, attack them, attack them, or try to take their stuff. And that's so let's talk about stuff. So in the first part of the game, you don't have to worry about inventory or all that. This is a procedurally generated um, survival game. So you start to get hungry and thirsty and sleepy almost right away with annoying frequency. Like, you will drink... Like ten minutes? Five, it feels like. Maybe oh, maybe shit. ten, but you'll drink something, and then you'll see the bar dipping down. Oh, my God. And so you're looking for the next drink, the next food, and then you'll find food, and it's I'm rotten. always looking for the next drink. But the next food, and it's rotten. Like, you find rotten mushrooms. If you eat the rotten mushrooms, then you start puking. If you're puking, then you're losing water, and if you're losing water, then you're thirsty. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I got to a point in the first part of the game, because it's it's blocked off. There's, like, um, I don't know, let's say, like, three by five blocks that you okay. search. And then there's a gate to the next level. And you have to figure out how to get past that. And it kind of tells you. Um, but you have to find something. Well, okay, this guy at the gate wants honey. And in another part of the village, you find a hive. But to get to the hive, you need a big keeper suit. But to get a beekeeper suit, you need to get this different kind of cloth because there's, craft, there's crafting in this game. Simple crafting. But anyway, before you can even find all these pieces, I'm dying of hunger and thirst and getting sleepy. And I got to a point where I could not find usable food. And it just was not fun. Like, huh. like I was wandering around looking through all these ruined buildings, sometimes attacking people and taking their stuff. And it just became... This doesn't even sound entertaining. No, and it's so different. It sounds diff- like work. It's very much like work, and it's very different in style from the first part of the game. Huh. So That doesn't even sound entertaining, no. I did not have fun with it. I think it needs a lot more balance. I think the hunger and, and thirst meter need to be slowed way down, or else the the um, randomly generated food stuff needs to be more frequent or something. I don't know. And I know it's just an alpha, so I'm not going to completely trash on it, but... I did not enjoy my time Well, they're not going to change that part of it. I mean, that's going to have to stay no matter what. It's definitely going to be a survival-based, um, randomly generated game. Um, mm. I don't know how much more they'll put the story in. There wasn't any conversations, really. It was like, you run into people that tell you to fuck off, or you run into certain people that need things. Ha <laughs> fuck off! Like, I need a Band-Aid. Okay, well... I might need this Band-Aid later. Why do I want to give it to you? Yeah. And you don't know what he's going to give you if you give me his Band-Aid. Oh, he doesn't, like, tell you up front. He's no. Like, I'll like, give you two gallons of water. If he told me he was going to give me a beekeeper's hat, for example, I'd be like, all right, I'll get you a Band-Aid. But you don't really know. You just know that he needs a Band-Aid. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, the game looks really cool in the beginning. Looks the, f- It's a really jarring, and maybe that's intentional, because you know, when you're taking the joy, you want to be happy and everything's cool. Yeah. The... The next scene, though, like, the village is really plain and boring and not... Like, it makes me want to take the pill again just to see a, <laughs> a cooler-looking village. But anyway, um, I guess this almost turned into a review right here. But that's my time with We Happy Few. Okay. Now, I totally forgot this. Have you... You watch HBO shows? Uh, some. Have you heard of The Night Of? No. So I heard this one just came out. Okay. And this goes back to our sword and scale topic. So I'm just ra- wrapping this right back around okay. again. So basically, I've actually seen trailers for this. Oh, have you? Because I have not. Well, they play the trailers on HBO Go before Game of Thrones. So I'm currently watching Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So they, they play short. So trailers. you kind of know what this is about, then. Sort of. Okay, um, so apparently, go ahead. There is a Muslim 
boy in okay. New York City. Okay. Whose father is a taxi driver. Go figure. And <laughs> don't laugh at me. And uh, he decides he's going to go to a party one night. Okay. To impress this girl. Sure. And he decides he's going to wait till his father's asleep. He's done everything his parents ever wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. And he takes his dad's cab. Okay. Well, he does not know how to turn off the light on the cab. Oh, okay. So these two dudes get in on a stoplight. He gets into like a scuffle argument with them. A cop shows up and kicks him out of the cab. And he goes on his way. He stops at another one. And this really hot chick jumps in the back of his car. And of course he's not going to say no, get the hell out. So he asks where she wants to go. And she says anywhere. And he goes, well, where? She goes, to the beach. Drive me to the beach. So she drives her to the beach. And they get to the beach and she says, I don't want to be alone, so I need you to stay. So he obviously he stays. And he holds out a pill. she holds out a pill and tells him to take it. And she gives him this whole spiel about how he does everything his parents want him to do and everything like this. And it turns out to be... Uh, oh, shoot. After he takes the pill, do they beat a rat? No. <laughs> no, they don't. This is not a... Well, it's supposed to be a happy pill. It's a... Uh, oh, shit. What the hell is that pill that like helps... That, like, people take out raves to help? Ecstasy. Yep, it's ecstasy. So, they take the pill. He starts to get kind of high off of it. She says, let's drive back to my house really quick. I'm right around, like, down the block. So, they drive to her house. Obviously, adult stuff pertains. He wakes up in the morning, apparently. Downstairs. He goes upstairs to get his clothes on to leave. A few hours later, he's hungover or whatnot turns on the light and she has like 30 stab wounds and there's a knife gouging in her, out of her stomach so he takes the knife oh that was smart and he puts it in his pants or in his jacket I mean okay. puts his pants on and leaves a few blocks later he's swerving so the cops pull him over they give him a breathalyzer he fails the breathalyzer but they don't know about this murder so as they're like getting ready to take him all of a sudden they uh, get a call that there's a homicide and then they need to go back. So they ask what they should do. They toss him in the back of the car. A few hours later, they come back out. They take him down for processing. They just drop him at the jail. They don't even book him in or anything. They just drop him. And then they go back to the crime scene. So he's debating on leaving or not leaving because nobody knows why he's there. And he's free to walk out, but he doesn't. And he's still got this knife on him. Eventually, the two deputies come in that brought him in. And they book him in, like, I think he sat there for, like, four hours or something. And then, as they're patting him down, they pull out this six-inch knife. I just and have right, so many questions about so many decisions he made. And then, right as uh, they pull out the knife, over the radio, the homicide unit says that they're looking for a sp- suspect with a six-inch knife. And, uh, so apparently it's based on a true story. It happened in New York. Back in, like, 2014, I want to say. He made so many bad decisions in a row. Yeah. So many. So many terrible decisions. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So, it's an eight-part series on HBO. I and, like uh, I like shows that have a definite beginning and end. Exactly. So. The um, Night Of, huh? Yeah, The Night Of. So, go check it out. It just started, and IMDb is giving it a 9.1 out of 10. Sweet. So, anyways, that's what I've got. That brings us to this week's Tech Talk. Yeah, um, first of all, we have a really good article about input leg on um, pluginplaygamer.com from Jessica. Sweet. And it talks about um, how that can affect your gaming experience, and I encourage you to check it out. It should be uh, close to the top of a page um, as of this recording. I also went and checked out um, the PlayStation VR at a Best Buy. Did they have Naughty America? No. That's not available on PlayStation 4. That's only uh, Oculus or Vive or whatever. So... Um, they had a demo running, and you got to pick one game. I picked um, Eve Valkyrie. Oh, did you? I did. Uh, my daughter picked... I um, can't remember the name of it now. It's basically like Battle Tank. Like, do you remember the Atari tank where you... Yeah, yeah, It's totally that with VR. Oh, that's cool. It was pretty cool looking. Um, Valkyrie was... You got to see it on the screen or something? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you can actually see... It displays like a normal image, not a weird image hmm. um, on the screen. So I don't know if that's true for every game, but it was for all of these games. Hmm. They had uh, four other games, which were much more like experiences than games. Like you just basically can turn your head and watch yeah. what's going on. 
we played the only two that had controller support. Okay. Which was interesting to me. Um, so Eve Valkyrie is one I could talk about since I saw it. Um, you're in a cockpit, right? Yeah, you're in a cockpit. You're basically a spaceship fighting other spaceships. But you have total pitch and yaw control. You can do barrel rolls and spin. And Did you do that? I did, and I actually felt not queasy, but like... Did your stomach go? I felt it in my stomach when I was doing barrel rolls, and so that was cool. Huh. Um, Tim's like, do barrel... <laughs> no, not, not even close to puking, but kind of that dropping feeling yeah, in yeah. your stomach. Um, so that made me happy that it, it gave me that response. Yeah, no, that's so really So when cool. I was initially put on the VR, um, I was noticing all those scan lines or pixels or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. But the more I got into the game, the less I noticed that at all. Okay. I will say that the bottom of the mask, they had like these rubber flaps or something. You can see through it. To keep the light out. And they weren't quite working for me. But again, they were demoing it for hundreds of people. So like maybe when I had it in my own living room. I could adjust it better. Maybe. It did come on and off really easy. Nice. And Was it heavy? No. Once it was on, I didn't really notice Never it. Save. It seems like the PlayStation experience is a lot more seated, probably, than the it's other two. It's going to be two. more an Oculus. Uh, well, Oculus is starting to... Get They're starting there. to get more up and moving, but not but, very much. Yeah. Um, and they had little cards that showed the, how much room you would need, and some of the games are coming out, and I took some pictures... I may put up an article if I have time this week, but I got a lot of other articles I'm trying to work on. So, um, overall, I'm happy with the fact that I'm pre-ordering the PlayStation VR, and I'm looking forward. That's coming out pretty soon, right? October. Nice. Not too long. Um, I've got it half paid off, I think. So it's four hundred bucks. So. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. There wasn't um, anyone there to see it specifically, except for me. Like PlayStation has not done a good job about. No, I didn't know it was local here. Yeah, Best Buy uh, Jensen Beach? No, uh, Cascade Station. Oh, really? That's where I got the Oculus from. Yeah. Um, they do, they're doing some demos around the nation at GameStops and Best Buys, but you have to be really into the game culture to even yeah. know what's going on. Um, so hopefully they bring it more to the masses, or there'll be an initial push of games, and that'll be it. And yeah. That would make me sad to have an expensive piece of tech. and Nothing. I mean, they, they claim there's going to be like 50 games the first year, and that's good, but I want to see them support this, because Sony has a bad record of bringing out cool tech and then not not supporting it yep but for now i am i was excited and e valkyrie is definitely a game i'll be getting sweet and res is another one i'm looking forward to getting as well cool so uh site news yes we have exciting site news i would say it's exciting it's very exciting i get to hang another one of those He's pointing at a media badge from pax that's exactly right we got approved for pax media badges for I'm now calling it PAX West, not PAX Prime. That's the stupidest fucking name. Well, they don't want to make all the other little PAXs feel bad. Uh, fuck the other PAXs, they're not the original. It's okay, we don't hurt their feelings. You know, PAX Australia was, was getting a little butt hurt, so we're going to call it PAX West now instead of PAX Prime. Because only one person can be Prime. But we'll be going to PAX again. Um, we've got our transportation. You know what it is? I probably It's probably because I sued them for using the word Prime because they're Prime and Prime Giant. Time. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. You I did. know. It's your fault. They didn't pay the royalties. So, we're looking forward to that. Booking yep. appointments and checking out new games for you and hardware. And you can look forward to lots of PAX coverage here on the Plug and Play podcast as well as the buttonsmashers.com. Yep. And we've gone really long in this segment. We should wrap it up. We have gone really long. So, yes, we should wrap it up. We should head over for our Tasty Treats. But as before, we always go to Tasty Treats. Uh, are you still gaming during the break? That was our question last week. Was that? Yes. Yeah. Are you still gaming during the summer break? Barely. Yes. So, Q wrote in. Yes, he did. And he said, summer doesn't feel any different for me. One, I'm self-employed, so I work as I usually do. Two, I live in the tropics, so it's the regular damn regular weather. Wait, hold on. So it's the regular damn weather. You put the damn in there. Shut up. And three, I'm not playing any fucking games except for... Leisure Wait. Suit Larry? Yeah, Leisure Suit Larry. He's not playing any games. He's, he's worse than you. Um, he's only playing games for you, apparently. So, I'm sorry you live in a place that's always tropical. Life is rough. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Um, it's really heartbreaking. No one else wrote in, because I guess they were all too busy having summer break. And or playing video games. No, I'm, I'm guessing it was the summer break. Lots of people on my Facebook theaters showing me beach, beach pictures and... I the tropics. To, They're in Trinidad right now, hanging out on the beach. Well, enough of this. We need a drink. 
Yep, we do. So, Tim, why should I like us run some iTunes? Um, because I want to drink. Okay, sounds good, guys. We'll be right back after this music break. That's my best one. I should use it all the time. Because <laughs> I want to drink. In their tongue, he is Dova King, Dragonborn. Holy shit, what is this? Forged in God's very flames. Do mine eyes tell me lies? A new Elder Scrolls game. Time is nigh. I must fly. Venture forth on my quest. Goodbye, Ma. Goodbye, Pa. And goodbye, girlfriend's breasts. I'll be off as a rough. Catch you later, Hyrule. I'll be gone. I'll be on. I'm no longer your fool. The crab filled the gap while I waited to begin the adventure of my life in the land of Skyrim. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. So, Tim, why don't you let us know what you are drinking today? I am drinking Terminal Gravity's Eagle Cap IPA. Um, middle of nowhere, center of the universe, it says on the bottom. Um, doesn't say much on this label. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. It's made from the glacier runoff or whatever, super clean water. Oh, that's right. The one that I peed in in Alaska. <sighs> Damn it, I wonder what that taste was. Okay, yeah. So it's 6.1% alcohol and 81 IBUs. And I already know it's good, so I'm going to crack it. It's as good as the last one. Alright, and I am drinking the Hop Valley Citrus Mistress, which I actually do remember Tim actually had now that I think about it, before on this podcast. I know I had it somewhere. One of us did. And it is... 80 IBUs and 6.5. And it's very good. It's got a grapefruit peel in it. So. Cool. Yep. So, moving on down to our kick it segment, Tim. Let's kick it. Um, 911, I need an operator. I can help you with that. I've got a Kickstarter game. Um, it is. Well, let me play the trailer for you first. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Hello. I would like to order a big pepperoni with extra cheese, please. At two seventeen Main Street. Excuse me. You've reached nine one one. Yes, I know. Oh, and two cans of soda. Ma'am, do you have an emergency? Yes, I do. And you can't talk about it because of someone in the room? Yes, exactly. Do you also need medical attention? Is somebody hurt? Yes. Do you know how long it will be? I have an officer about a mile away. I'll I'll send it right away. Are there any weapons in the house? Yes, please. Can you stay on the line with me? No, thanks. I hope we'll get here soon. Alright, the officers are coming. Hashtag Sword and Scale. Uh, yeah, this game's right up your alley. You basically play. I already as... backed it. <laughs> I, <know you> <laughs> I backed it right in front of you. So the game will present you with different kinds of calls, and you'll have dialogue choices. And actually, there's two modes, so I'm not quite sure it's how like that works. Campaign, and then there's just there's like a, a run mode. There's like... like a management mode, and then there's a call mode. But basically, you're a 911 operator presented with all sorts of different situations in different city cities and um... across the globe. Yeah, um, it's got actual real maps. Um, the maps are not included, but they're free downloads, it says. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but they're also trying to get on Steam Greenlight. No one to be voted for. They say that the game will come out in October. Um, so you Which can, would be epic. You can back it for... Uh, nine US dollars, or no, seven US dollars yeah, and nine Canadian, bird, right? Right, the early birds are gone, but... Um, what? It's gone? The early birds are gone. You could have got the game for seven dollars US. I did. You got it for nine. No, I got, got nine, nine for whatever their price was. Yes, nine USD. You got no, no, no. I got it at that. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, you got it at seven. I got it at that one. That's a good deal. Um, so I think you'll Wait, that does that. give you the game, right? Yep. You get the game early. You're good. So there's only 101 left. I was wrong. The early bird is available. Okay. Um, I was going to say, holy $9, shit. $9 Canadian, $7 US. Our exchange rate's pretty good right now. Yeah, it is. 
Um, let's go ahead and there's a whole bunch of different rewards you get your face in the game. I think those are all sold out though. Damn. But the big, the biggest level, 2,500 Canadian or 1920 USD, the Geosaper. You get to build a city of your own design for the game. So, yay. Um, I think the sponsor level is actually better, which is $1,500 Canadian. And at that level, your banner is displayed at the start of the game. That's pretty cool. And you get 50 game codes. That's pretty cool. So we could be like passing... Load it up, like plug and play podcast. And we could be passing out like game codes at packs, like, hey, play our game. So that's pretty cool. I actually like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also get, for $200, it really drops down from there. $200, you get uh, 20, st- 20 game keys. And they'll make special events in your city. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, but it looks really interesting. It looks, um, like it's I really said... really well voice. Yeah, good voice acting. Yeah. It's got dialogue trees. It's got... looks like there's some management of the different units you send out, like police and fire. Mm-hmm. Paramedics. Um, yeah. So, definitely check it out. It's called 911 Operator on Kickstarter. There as There is going to be about 14 days to go when this podcast goes up. Sweet. Roughly two weeks. That's mine. What's yours? Sweet. Well, this week, guys, I have the Catalyst, which we are drinking beer right now, Tim. Yes, we are. And this is a beer fermentation made easy process. I like easy. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it. In the past, making quality homebrewed beer meant investing in a variety of equipment that took up an entire closet or a whole garage. At craft brew we believe in a simpler way of homebrewing. For the past six years, we've been hugely successful with our one-gallon kits, bringing small-scale brewing to people worldwide and introducing countless craft beer drinkers to high-quality home brewing. Our compact brew kits include freshly packed and measured ingredients, along with all the home brewing equipment you'll need and a step-by-step guidebook to show you just how easy it is to brew. And while we've enjoyed every minute of it, we've also always wanted to get our products in the hands of dedicated home brewers and those who want to start brewing five gallons of beer at a time. In 2014, we got to work by looking at all of the equipment on the market and realized what was missing was an elegant fermentation system that simplified the homebrewing process. And so we developed a product that not only solves the issue of what's currently available, but also introduces innovative features that make it a convenient tool for first-time brewers and experts alike. But before we dive into what makes our system so innovative, let's do a quick recap of the current process. After brewing comes fermentation. The equipment currently available consists mainly of carboys and buckets. Using these rudimentary tools means adding many time-wasting steps to your home brewing process. They also require a lot of storage space, and let's face it, they're not visually pleasing either. During fermentation, yeast converts the sugars in your brew into alcohol and CO2. While this is happening, a layer of sediment, consisting mostly of fats and inactive yeast, will collect at the bottom of the carboy. The beer will then need to be separated from this sediment. In the past, this meant sanitizing another container, setting up a siphon, and carefully transferring your beer to that container and let it age. Then, once your beer was ready for bottling, you had to, again, carefully siphon your beer off the remaining sediment, into a bottling bucket, and finally into bottles. That's a lot of work. Not to mention a lot of transferring, which means more chances of contaminating and oxidizing your beer. We wanted to eliminate those extra transferring steps and allow fellow beer lovers to make more good beer with less issues. And so we did just that. After years of developing, testing, and prototyping, we are ready to unveil to you the most innovative piece of beer-making equipment ever, the Catalyst Fermentation System. With its conical design, the Catalyst naturally allows all of the sediment to flow to the bottom of the vessel through a proprietary three-inch butterfly valve, the first of its kind. We designed it to be compatible with any wide-mouth mason jar, so you can choose the size that's right for the job. First time brewing? Use a mason jar to catch your sediment, then move on to bottling. Been home brewing for a while and want to up your game? You can collect your pre-fermentation trub in a mason jar, make a mason jar yeast starter and pitch it just by opening the valve, and even harvest clean yeast during aging, which will save you time and money on your next batch. We also focused on designing a stand that not only supported the tank, but looks good while doing it. With the help of industrial engineers, we designed a stand that's as strong and rigid as possible through the use of I-beam construction and a honeycomb molded bottom. This is a piece of equipment that will stand the test of time. We searched high and low to find the best possible materials for our catalyst. In that process, we discovered a polymer called Triton. This state-of-the-art material is the highest quality that has ever been used in the homebrew industry. 
Triton has all the characteristics of glass combined with the benefits of plastic, which makes our tank nearly indestructible, 93% more scratch resistant than other plastic fermenters, and the only fermenter on the market that has been tested and proven to be dishwasher safe for the easiest cleanup ever. At Craftabrew, we believe brewing quality beer at home should come down to just a few essential elements. High quality ingredients, functional and elegant equipment, and a simplified process. And that's exactly what we deliver. Our brewing process is simple and straightforward, combining time-honored traditions with modern-day quality and practicality. You won't need a closet full of special equipment or an expensive automated machine to brew beer for you. Just a stock pot, a spoon, and our catalyst. If you're new to home brewing, we're also offering a first-time brewer's package with everything you'll need to make your first batch of craft beer at home. Whether you're new to this or not, we want to ensure your home brewing experience is easy and gratifying because we know there's nothing better than sharing delicious homebrew beer with family and friends and being able to take pride in knowing you did it with your own hands. With your support, we'll be able to bring our Catalyst fermentation system to homebrewers and craft beer aficionados worldwide. So as you guys just heard, you guys can uh, basically take all the steps that people used to use multiple barrels and different jugs for and stuff break it down into this one awesome catalyst and uh, ferment your own beer and then it looks like you can even pour it right off. So um, the catalyst fermentation is an innovative piece of home brewing equipment which uh, a lot of people in our area do a lot of home brewing of sorts. Yes they do. Um, so they've taken all the features seen in only high-end professional brewing equipments and integrated them into this compact home brewing system. It's been featured on um, Uncrate, Men's Gear, The Coolator, and Weird. Um, basically, you can you have to brew it, you have to ferment it, you have to age it, and then bottle it. And this can do all of it except for heat. So, so I think you need a hobby if you're worried about becoming a silicone. I think you should get one of these. So, but I was looking at this, and that's great. Um, let's go over the price packets. The Motivator, which is the second rack. You have the Insider for 15 You get a Craft A Brew Limited Edition pr uh, pint, uh, print and a Brew Magnet. For $45, you get the original Craft 1-Gallon Brew Kit. Um, your choice of American Pale Ale, Dry Irish Stout, Oktoberfest, or Heffenweizen. That's actually their previous kit, though, which isn't the, the cool one that they're advertising nope. now. $75 gets you the original Craft 1-Gallon Brew Kit, Deluxe Bottling Kit, a Craft Magnet. Right. 160 gets you the Early Bird for the Catalyst. So... That's all gone. It's all gone. And $175 gets you the Catalyst. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of freaking money for me to jump in and learn how to do, make beer. And that's not the one I'd want anyway. I'd want this one, the New Brewer. The new brewer, the Catalyst Fermentation System. No, no. Five, that one sold out. You need the next one down. 200. Uh, 215, the Catalyst Fermentation Center. Five-gallon recipe kit. Your choice of American Pale Ale, Dry Irish Stout, Oktoberfest, Hefeweizen, Italian Capper, and 100 Caps, and Thermometer Guide to Craft Beer. So would that walk you through everything? I think so, yeah. So that's what you'd need. You'd need all that stuff to start out with. Or you can go with the granddaddy of them all running in at $1,000. Take your idea of a four recipe, create a custom label with your name on it, and name a beer kit after you to be for sale on our website for the rest of 2016. Um, Catalyst uh, Fermentation Center, five-gallon custom recipe kit, five-gallon recipe kit, your choice of the ones I've already read, and that is it. And there's only one of two left. Plug-and-play uh, pail would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty fucking cool. Just saying. PPP. <laughs> That's what you do when you drink too many. <laughs> what happens when you drink the plug and play pail? You PPP. <laughs> All right, Tim. So that's what I got this week. So moving on over to our game industry news and releases. All right, the game that I was trashing on last week, the Ghostbusters game. Developers went bankrupt three days after it released. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? Really. Oh, shit. Fireforge Games, the development studio behind the video game, filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy with debts of up to $12 million, uh, video game website Kotaku reveals. The company, which was founded in Irvine in 2011, failed to establish itself properly in 
video game industry and has not produced a high-profile multi-platform game before. The game, Ghostbusters game, was reportedly developed in under eight months and has received a dismal Metacritic score of 31 out of 100. <laughs> the game's lack of success might have been somewhat inevitable considering the failure of the Ghostbusters remake, on which it is based with the film opening to empty theaters across the U.S., and official merchandise being placed on sale racks before the film was even released. So, they kind of walked into a bad situation, but um, the game as it as a game by itself did not write well. So, but that's a lot of debt, like twelve million. Like that that's bad. I don't know if that's that's more of a business problem than a game development problem. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, oh shit, we let Hideo Kojima make our game for us? Oh, we're fucked. Yeah, we, we have to sell a bajillion <laughs> copies to make our We can't afford this. Alright, and just because we can't let a week go by without some kind of stupid Pokemon Go news, um, New York governor bans sex offenders from Pokemon Go and calls on Niantic for help. So, the government, the governor, sorry. Oh shit, there's a haunter down on 460 North Braille Avenue. Uh, stay away from there. Governor of New York is banning paroled sex offenders from playing Pokemon Go and asking that the game creator block those homes from attracting players. What There's the a, fuck? I mean, um, I understand why, but, but it's how dumb do you because do this? you can't. So he sent a letter to Pokemon Go developer Niantic. <laughs> he sent a letter. Like, that's going to really... Anyway, requesting their assistance in prohibiting dangerous sexual predators from playing Pokemon Go or using the game to potentially lure children to the homes. And he has this big, long quote and a prepared statement. Protecting ch- New York children is proprietary number one, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but the problem with this is, is that sex offenders live everywhere. Yeah. You, it's not like they're on, well, I mean, maybe New York, maybe put them on one city block. No, block it doesn't block. happen that way. It's just dumb. It's it's government not understanding, like, how the real world works. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, misguided government trying to protect us again, and, yeah. So, good luck with that, Governor. That's crazy. All right. So, a dude paid $1,300 on eBay to get a early copy of No Man's Sky. Um, not sure where that came from. If it Right? Was... What? Yeah. There's some shadiness there for sure. But he got the game, and it's pretty much confirmed that he did actually get the game. He's got an unboxing video. He's talked about all sorts of details of the game. Um, and he's been pretty active on Reddit talking about his whole experience. Um, he claims he finished No Man's Sky, which you basically have to reach the center of the galaxy, which is supposed to take you a really long time, in 30 hours. Huh. So there's a really long post on Reddit if you want to read all about it. But basically, he found this one item called the Atlas Stones. He says they're pretty easy to collect. Um, they're located at a specific point of a very important location in No Man's Sky. The stones sell for massive amounts of money, hundreds of times more than any other items, and selling these allowed him to get enough money to travel quickly through the galaxy, essentially ruining the pacing of the game. So I wonder if they're going to fix that now that he's tried this. And they're like, he's oh, the first, I mean, he's the first guy to play this. So, I mean, is it really an exploit if it's that easy? So, I don't know. I have several friends that are really pumped about this game. I'd be super pissed because, like, the thing was, like, to be the first person to the center of the galaxy, and now this dude's, like, already fucking I'm actually fine with a 30-hour experience. That's fine for me, but... There's a lot of people that that's going to piss off. It is. I I know someone at work who's taking a vacation starting Tuesday. I would just take a day off, bud. (laughs) Yeah, you might want to scale that back. You might might not want to give up all your ships at work. I'm just saying. Um... So, I mean, that happened. Oh, dear God. You know what we forgot to talk about last week? It's because I didn't want to fucking talk about your yeah. stupid bullshit rumors. We're going to do it. God damn it. it. It's on Forbes now. Oh, what the... Fuck Forbes. So... Forbes also said Nintendo, like, skyrocketed, and it was like... Well, it did. Oh, that God happened. damn it. Shut up. All right, so... We won't talk about all the crazy form factors, but we're talking about the Nintendo uh, Okay, NX. I'll talk about the NX. We're not going to talk about your stupid little photos you I, sent me. Sure. I'm not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about... Your little stupid photos look like a goddamn thing off of like a... They look like the slide presenter. Yeah, uh, exactly. Slide like, presenters. They look like a remote for a slide projector. God damn it, Tim. Okay, this is more confirmed if that's possible. Okay. Um, rumors point to NVIDIA's Tegra platform as the engine for... Um, I have heard about this. So for Nintendo's new console. And it excites me. So 
you have to take all these rumors of grain of salt, but they're coming out more and more. Um, the that... Tegra 2, basically, which isn't confirmed that it isn't, is or is not the one that they're mm-hmm. using, can run right below what PS4 can handle. Right, so it's kind of an Android. It's usually on Android platforms. It usually is. And sorry, this article has sound. I'm killing it now. Actually, by killing it, I clicked on it, which is awesome. I love ads. Um, so it's a powerful processor. Um, it's a very powerful processor. I hope that's true. Um, I would like to see them running something pretty vibrant. They're never going to be... They're never going to be a Sony. Of, a lot of my friends are like hoping Nintendo comes out with something more powerful than no, Xbox. No, I don't want them to. They've never done that. The last console they had that had any kind of parody was the GameCube and that didn't do that well for them. The GameCube could run everything that the PS2 and the yeah, Xbox could run. It that's was true I guess, yeah. Multi-platform games came out on the GameCube. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the most powerful I no. think, but it was fine. Yeah, it worked. But that's the closest they've come to even being current. Like yep. they don't care about being current. No, and, and I don't want them to. No, I want them to do something exciting and new and bizarre controllers on the side or not. Um, I'm excited about this chip news anyway. Um, and there is actually a different picture, which is, if you thought those were dumb, look at that. All right, that's actually better. Really? Yeah. I think it looks dumb. I mean, it's stupid. Don't get me wrong. See, it's these a, are, it's a these Wii U gamepad with a, like a fucking 3DS screen attached to the top of it for some reason. So basically, we don't really know what the form factor's going to look like, and that's no. fine. Um, and that's fine. I like that it's going to be a mobile, like, and then bring it home, dock it up, good to go. That means I can take my Zelda game with me on the go, hopefully. I've wished I could take my Wii U, because you can play the game on yeah, the... Yeah, right? I've wished I could take it with me to the bedroom. My my freaking Mario Kart with me? But you only have a range of, like, 30 feet from the Wii U. And the not even that if you got walls in between. Right. So... So, we'll see. I'm still looking forward to the NX and seeing what they do. I wish they would just tell us and show us what it is already. I know. Because if it's coming out in March next year, that's how many months? Like, eight? Eight months. I mean, we don't know what it actually looks like other than these bizarre drawings. And we don't even know what's really inside of it either. Well, it's... It's pretty confirmed. This rumor is pretty strong from multiple sources, and it's a good direction for them, I think. Uh-huh. A cheap chip that does... It perform really well. It performs very well, and I think they're liquid cooling it instead of or constant cooling it instead of just doing static. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. So, so we got right. some game releases too. Why don't you cover that? Dead Island Retro Revenge Xbox One coming out on Monday, August first, guys. I'm running down to Division Underground DLC PS4 Batman. Been, we've been hearing about this Division Underground DLC forever. It feels like I think it's out on everything besides PS4. Oh, is that what it is? I think so. Uh, Batman the Telltale Series, Episode 1, Woo-hoo. Mac, PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One. We both have that. Yes, looking forward to playing it. Abzu. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, that comes out on P- PC and PS4. Um, Layers of Fear, Inheritance, Xbox One. Layers of Fear, Masterpiece Edition, Xbox One. So I'm curious about this because I, you can see my video review of... Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear for PC... On the buttsmashers.com. I'm wondering if Inheritance is a, a whole new addition to it or just an expanded edition. I'm especially confused because there's two things coming out for Xbox One the Inheritance and then the Masterpiece Edition. I wonder if the Masterpiece Edition has like everything included in it. And Inheritance is something new. And Inheritance is something new. Masterpiece includes both of them, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Cannon Brawl, PS4. Uh, Gal Gun, Double Piece, PS4, Vita, Laser Disco Defenders, pew, pew, Vita, pew. Nightmares from the Deep, The Cursed Heart, PS4, Overcooked, PS4, Risk Urban Assault, PS4, PS3, Tricky Towers. Look at that, a PS3 release. Oh, what the fuck? That's weird. Um, well, Batman came out on that too. Okay. Tricky Towers, Linux, Mac, PC, PS4. Battleship. I sunk you a battleship. <laughs> Xbox One. Risk. Urban Assault. Xbox One. Wednesday, August 3rd, guys. Overcooked. Xbox One. Thursday, August 4th. Escape from Tarkov Alpha. PC. Bear and Clear. Breach and Clear, sorry. Deadline. PC or PS4, sorry. August 5th. Oli Oli. Epic Combo Edition. PS4 in Europe. Um, and... 
August 6th, Friday, Little King Story, PC. For this week's question, guys, are you looking forward to No Man's Sky? Do you even know what No Man's Sky is? I know a lot of gamer guys that talk about it, but I'm wondering if the general public even cares about No Man's Sky. Or I how... give zero shits. I feel like the game was really overhyped, but overhyped in super gamer circles. I wonder if we should actually make a poll. Like, are you looking forward to gamer... No Man's Sky? Don't know what No Man's no. Sky is. Or what is it? Like yeah. Three questions. That's true. I wonder Zero. if we could do that. Could we do a poll somehow? Maybe we do it we on Twitter. We could do a poll on Twitter. Maybe we do a poll on Twitter on, uh, and on Facebook. So maybe we'll do that. Like, do you care about No Man's Sky? Do you know what it is? Or the question will be, are you looking forward to No Man's Sky? Yes, I can't wait for it to come out. No, I don't really care about it. What's No Man's Sky? Three, what is No Man's Sky? Sounds good. That'll be our question for this sur- survey slash question for this week, guys. We'll make sure to get that out at our Facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter at plug and play cast, as well as on Instagram, YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. You guys can always check us out at thebuttonsmashers.com and pluginplaygamer.com. You guys can always find this feed over at pluginplaycast.com where you can find out all of ours. We are even in the process of being submitted to iHeartRadio, which is on the radio. So Actually, if it's on iHeartRadio, maybe Alexa will finally stream. Ah, yeah, Alexa. I, I It annoys me that Alexa won't play my podcast. <laughs> Alexa, stop being such a bitch and play Pokemon Play. (laughs) (laughs) If it's on iHeartRadio, it might actually work. Okay, sounds good. So, until next week, guys, when we figure out what the fuck No Man's Sky is, don't forget to prime and shine.